words are often inadequate when it comes to describing emotions. Perhaps a bit late to be saying this, several dozen episodes into Emotipod, and in a podcast you can only work with words, but they can still get us some of the way, hopefully, and in this episode we're going to talk about rage. I used to think of only one kind of rage, the explosive unleashing kind, like Mr. Hyde, or a werewolf, or the Incredible Hulk, an uncontrolled an often terrifying rampage, triggered by something, the moon, or a potion, or an injustice. But a few years ago, I experienced a slightly different kind of rage, a slow, silent, internal thing. A very old injustice resurfaced in my mind quite unexpectedly, and my emotional response really blindsided me. I'd been a kid when this event had occurred, and I wouldn't have known how to deal with it then, so clearly I'd buried it. And over forty years after the event, this smouldering constant feeling of rage set in, on a rolling boil. It felt appropriate at first, but when it hadn't gone away months later, I started to freak out a bit. I didn't want to be stuck feeling like that, like it had become part of my identity, but it was hopeless trying to deny or reject it. This thing that had never played out demanded my attention, needed to be acknowledged, and had its hooks into me until it was good and ready to move on. It did, eventually, but I had to sit with reliving and raging over this very horrible event for some time. Necessary, but not fun. I'm better for having gone through it, though. And this is the thing about emotions. Even as the grown-ups we tell ourselves we are... It's no use trying not to have them. They'll only hang around, or lurk unseen and then go off unexpectedly like time bombs. It can be a very good idea to seek help with getting to know and understand your own personal brand of anger and rage. And for kids, rage can be extra difficult. They don't have the skills to process their feelings of rage, and will probably have been told that it's bad, wrong and naughty. Rage is frightening, so we learn to fear it, to avoid it or suppress it, and this can result in a confusing spiral of uncontrollable rages and also rebellion that masks shame and self-hatred. No wonder Roald Dahl's Matilda is so popular. She gets to use her rage in courageous and magical ways to thwart the big bullying adults in her life. She gets to pay back the unfairness so satisfying and nourishing for children to experience such a thing, even vicariously. So, when my interior designer friend Zoe Hewitt suggested talking about rage, I was thrilled, because it's not always the most popular or welcome topic. Anyway, here's the chat. Hope you enjoy it. Tell me about your rage. <laughs> And I'll tell you about mine. Oh, yeah, great. Then I'll feel less alone in being an angry, <laughs> Don't you worry, I'm woman. with you. <laughs> well, there's reasons, right? There's, that happens for a reason. Yeah, I think so. I've only really recently realised that women are, or historically have been really shamed for being angry. Mm. And I've also realised that actually being angry is, is it's really helpful because it, it shows you what, you care about mm. and it shows you what injustices yeah. there are and I think it can be really a useful useful emotion 
and I, I try and put my rage in a positive place. Mm-hmm. I'm not generally a violent person. <laughs> and we associate it with violence, don't we? And it can come with violence, but not at all necessarily. Mm. So that's the other thing. We fear it and we try not to have it in, because we don't want to lose control, mm. I guess. Yes, and that's exactly it. There's, a, there's a, a perception that if you are angry or behave in an angry way, then you have lost control. Mm. And I think that's really that's unfair. Very mis- misrepresentative, isn't it? Yeah. 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 A- another thing I noticed quite later on in my life is that actually anger isn't usually the primary the primary emotion. There's usually something else driving it that's usually fear or something oh. else. And once I heard that, that was a real game changer. That's for brilliant. Me. And it makes a lot of sense because you're the need to protect yourself. And the, the energy that comes up in order for you to be able to do that. Yes. Yeah, that's very, I mean, these aren't all separate things in a way, are they? The, the fear and anger and panic and rage and, the, you know, they do get very intertwined and, yeah, it's the words don't really cover it always. No. <laughs> but, um, but it has power in it, doesn't it? So um, I don't know if you want to talk about the circumstance about of your rage. I'm not sure I want to talk about the nitty-gritty of mine but the fact that it comes up without you asking it to that's the that's the first thing you notice about it yes it's a strange one for me because i've historically really avoided confrontation yeah because i've i suppose i've not had it modeled for me how to how to navigate a confrontation without it becoming just an explosion of anger i'm thinking of my parents now (laughs) yeah they rarely argued yes so I didn't really see a lot of that kind of negotiation and then repair afterwards. I would just see someone exploding and then hiding for the rest of the day and then, then wondering why no one else wanted to speak to them. <laughs> so that's what you've seen and that's your experience of it. Well, that's very common, I guess, isn't it? Because people haven't learned. Where do you learn? Where do you go to rage school? <laughs> we we'll do the rage module to learn how to navigate that. Yeah, I've been sort of accidentally reading up about things like this recently, mm. and I've one thing I've learned is that because obviously in this country we're not very good at being direct. <laughs> yes, and we're kind of famous for not being direct. Mm. Um, but also, women are sorry, I'm a massive feminist. <laughs> Turns <I'm sorry>. out, <laughs> um, I've been reading stuff by accident that's just sort of come mm. come to me. I found it, and I've I've learned that. We're not really allowed to, we're sort of schooled to not express our desires. We're, we're not supposed to want things. Mm. And so it's kind of hard for us sometimes to articulate what we want. Yep. And that feeds into sort of having a boundary about something that makes you angry. It's quite hard to then express what makes you angry and to say, yeah, it's, it's a language to be learned. Absolutely. And also, if you don't feel licensed to express, then it builds up. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and then you get an explosion. Like pop in a bottle, yeah, absolutely. And then it gets messy, or can get messy. I suppose there's righteous anger and righteous rage. And uh, what you've been telling me about things that you've been dealing with, um, they're certainly appropriate, to say the least, anger and rage about about things you've been dealing with. Yes. Um, Should I mention what that is? You're very welcome to. Otherwise it doesn't really make sense, does it? <laughs> Basically... I've had to take on the local authority because my daughter doesn't have a school place. So this has been a really long, long process that's getting on for a year now. Crazy. Which is outrageous. Mm. And it's totally unlawful. Mm. Um, and 
I'm a complete lay person when it comes to special needs law and I've yeah. had to get a crash course in yeah. to be able to, to advocate for my daughter, which I didn't see coming at all. Mm. But of course, you cannot be shouting and swearing in front of a judge. Right. Which I did accidentally manage to do. Oh. Not shouting, but I did accidentally drop an F-bomb because... On the government's platform for Zoom, the buttons for mute and exit are incredibly close together. <laughs> but you didn't. You didn't intend to. You intended to. I tend, intended to leave and then swear, um, but unfortunately, oh, I hadn't left yet. But luckily, it was right at the end. And I'm sure they, people have said to me, "I'm sure they've heard worse." Blah 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 blah. But you know, it, you can't go around shouting and screaming at people in. Not just a situation like that. It wasn't that, but an really... adjective for the judge, was it? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's all no. right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> I was mortified. I did feel sick afterwards. Oh, bless Because it's you. not really my style to go yeah. around anymore yeah. to, to, to shout and scream and mm. expect people to get on board with that because mm. it's just not really a great way of approaching anything I've... and expecting a good result. It's just going to upset people. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to learn how to be more confident and comfortable and feel valid in saying what my boundaries are so that I can be assertive and express my point without having to resort to aggressive behaviour. Yeah. Because I think that's different mm. from anger. So you're talking about harnessing that rage. Yeah, articulating. Myself. And articulating what you are feeling without using it as a weapon. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. Without being Which obnoxious. Is very difficult to do. So how are you getting on? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. I've just kind of reached a point where I suppose I've been forced by life events, by the law, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to just put on my big girl pants, yes, and step up. Mm. But I have been like a confrontation phobe for most of my life, right? And it's not served me well at all, right? Actually. Right. So, right. Yeah, it's quite a big journey for me. <laughs> Fantastic journey and very positive in one sense to be learning this these skills. Mm-hmm. Horrible circumstances, you know, training ground for you. Yeah, um, not ideal, but unfortunately somehow, uh, sometimes it, it almost takes a, an extreme situation for you to you make to those changes. To, yeah, <laughs> but, but brilliant of you to be training or deciding, take making the choice to to learn, you know, not to do the uncontrolled rage or learning to have more control over your rage. Yeah. Because that is modelling for the people around you, for the next generation, for them, because someone's got to learn how to do this stuff. Yeah. My husband is brilliant and he's the one who taught me how to talk. Because when you, when you're in a rage or very angry, the last thing you can do is articulate that. The words don't, the, the, the emotion comes before the words, doesn't it? Yes. So you need time out. And that was the bit he never quite understood that I needed to go and just downregulate a little bit before I was able to start articulating, why am I so angry? And then to have this space to think, oh, that's why I'm angry. And as soon as you know why you're angry or in a rage, it takes the top off. And the control starts to come in right there. Yeah. And that's a brilliant bit because you, first of all, you feel you've validated your rage and anger for yourself. 
So you're not just being unreasonable anymore. You no. know there's a good reason for it. Yes, you pick pick apart to that next layer down to yeah. figure out what's driving it. I know why it. I am. You know, there's justification for this. Yeah. And the next thing is, how do how do I articulate? How do I externalise this? And that's tricky. It is. And sometimes you do just need to actually lose your temper. <laughs> I find <laughs> I, I tend to throw something. Yes, inanimate objects. They're a favourite of mine. I was the bad cop when we were raising our kids, by and large. Um, it's usually us mums, isn't it? <laughs> it tends to be. So if Bill ever, and it was fingers of one hand, I mean, if, if that two or three times, or even two, that I remember, Dad is angry now. And that was like, oh, this doesn't happen. <laughs> and he'd made a great big spaghetti sauce in a, in a was it a Pyrex dish or something, or some kind of big... And he picked the children, I don't know, they were sort of pubescent, you know, sort of age. He picked it up and he threw it at the wall. That got their attention. Wow. But it was so, I mean, it was a violent thing to do, but it wasn't at them. It was, this is how angry I am. Yeah. I'm going to make a heck of a mess and smash this dish and make a beer. And it was uh, brilliant. <laughs> was so like yeah it was a big you know conscious choice he made to do that i was so impressed <laughs> wow I, i've heard stories about my parents having a row and a black forest gatto i think went on the ceiling <laughs> oh upwards yeah that's quite skillful i wasn't there but um i'm not sure i was even born but that that one com- they, they become great stories they once do. everything's repaired don't they <laughs> they do yeah that'd be spectacular yeah no one got punched no, exactly, exactly. I was a consummate door slammer as a kid, I seem to remember. Because <laughs> in our household, we didn't say, I am cross because, or I'm upset because. We didn't do that. Didn't feel you had licence to do that. Yeah. So there was lots of sulking. Oh, I think Lots that... of sulky silence. And I hope you can just, by guessing, by my face, why I'm upset and that you will make amends... <laughs> It was like that. Absolutely hopeless strategy. Put, you know, pointless, hopeless. The expectation that someone else will someone read else your will mind. Someone else will figure it out. Yeah. 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 I, that word license, I think. Yeah. That feeling of having permission to um, express your needs. Mm. Yeah, it's really important. But then the um, the, the weaponised silence is, is worse, really. If it's because it's, it's poisonous. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's just harmful to others. You just, you know, sh- showering them with your disapproval and <laughs> without, without giving them a without giving them a, a line. clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, which is why I say again that. But Bill taught me how to talk because you know he was just brilliant at it. And I thought, oh, you can do it this way. Oh, fantastic! I think it's great that there are more conversations happening about rage. Oh, it's important, and yeah, it, it, it's a very small corner of the world where people want to listen to someone who is enraged yeah uh, brilliant to be learning how to harness your rage but even if you know it people are so frightened of it or we're all so frightened of it other people's rage is frightening it is absolutely and hands up i've been that horrible scary enraged mum yeah so times. i mean as you say you were mortified when you dropped the f-bomb at the end of that meeting <laughs> but i'm sure that on the other side they would have just seen that she's so frustrated mm. i had been polite yeah up until and she's really <laughs> held it together and it was at the end not yes. the, yeah i think that's it isn't it you get you you can regulate yourself up to a point and then <laughs> no longer i've reached my limit yeah. i'm gonna go 
here it comes. <laughs> yeah. But yet to know when that is as well. <laughs> like to have the meter going over into red. Yeah. Warning everybody to uh, stand well back or something. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I think in my case, it usually takes something, especially nowadays, it usually takes something quite extreme or a really, really bad buildup of, of things for me to really blow. Mm. And especially now that I'm a little bit more in tune with what's going on yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of how to respond to things in a yes, way I would it helps a lot. prefer to respond to things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like you, I have, I have other friends who seem to be really, really great at, at having a disagreement with somebody, but without it tipping yeah. into shouting or yeah. name calling or any of that more unpleasant stuff or cancelling which is the latest thing to do isn't it when, you, when you're not happy with somebody and what they've been doing or what they believe or what they are you cancel them yeah that's, that's become a thing I, i'm quite worried about that mm-hmm. actually i think there's yeah. another whole podcast's worth but um, probably <laughs> yeah yeah in terms of your creativity because you're an artist yeah is there any anywhere in your work that you uh engage with that whole area of rage and anger and <laughs> the way you work or what you create um probably only when i feel like i'm being exploited which is more times than i can oh. <laughs> care to remember but again that's probably partly to do with me not setting my boundaries very well i've noticed a pattern and i've been working with a coach business coach to kind of unpick that it's a very female solo business phenomenon yes especially if especially if it's a creative one i think mm. yes because i realized at some point oh i'm the common denominator here there's something right. going on with me here right professional designer for 20 years on and off you know yeah. Uh, yeah. it's hard to be a hard ass in business again it's a skill you have to learn but it's not when you learn at art school at all no we didn't really have very much in the way of guidance for professional practice at uni. Yeah, professional all. professional practice. I just use the term hard ass and I think is it about being hard ass <laughs> or is it just, you know what I mean? I'm I'm using a pejorative expression for that. Just, you know, a bit doing right by yourself. <laughs> yeah. But well, um one thing that I found really helpful with that is is to to know that actually when I'm feeling tired or if I'm feeling exploited, I'm not going to deliver my best work. Right. And and now looking back, I see there have been times like that because then you become resentful. Absolutely. You absolutely don't want to be resenting your clients or the, the projects that you're working on. Mm. And the other thing is to then sort of like hide away, which I've also don't. done in my business. <laughs> and my coach pointed out that in a sense, then it's sort of selfish if you're not offering your, your gifts to people because you're withholding them so you have to you have to offer them and you have to also charge for them (laughs) oh yes so but in terms of anger in my work not not really i mean only if i feel a a bit of an injustice Uh, but now i get to be a little bit more in in control of that i've got more agency now yes brilliant and in terms of uh, do you ever um paint something angry or you know express an emotion at all actually in what you do I mean, you're in interior design, so you're making a, a an environment that's lovely to be in, you know, that someone will want to be in, <laughs> rather yeah. than, you know, make a rage room, like an angry painting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to work as a set designer for years Ooh. beforehand, so the skills for set design and interior design are... That is emotion, isn't it? Yes, yeah. completely interchangeable. Obviously, in the theatre design world, 
everything gets to be a little bit more wacky. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and a bit more expressive. Yeah. Generally speaking. So, but it's always about catering to a person, whether in, obviously in theatre is usually a fictional person or if it was uh, film or TV and interior, interior designer, it's real people and real properties. Uh, but it's always about making a representation visually and in 3D of their, of their world. Mm. And I always think of things like a, a chair. Well, a chair tells a story yes. usually. Yes. And we have a certain association with one type of chair over another type of chair. Mm. So it's that sort of visual Big language. squishy comfy chair. Yeah, Hard, it means something. Puritanical chair. Means yeah. something else. Or yeah. So, yeah, of course. Um, our friend Sean's just built me a vocal booth and this house is the walls lean back, the floor is not straight, it's to make a straight, and it's against this banister <laughs> here. So it's been very hard for him to make it a straight, you know, cube-like thing. So, and we just went to see the cabinet of Dr. Caligari last week. Oh, wow. Halloween thing. And that, the German expressionism yes. is so slanty and weird and weird dreamlike, isn't it? And I've sort of tempted to paint that, but I won't, because it's a bit too weird to have in your house, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Anyway, um... There is something else that I do. We talked, there was this anger management thing, wasn't there? The people are sent on anger management courses. But that's more about dealing with rage, isn't it, really? Um, I guess. Yeah, maybe it's finding the reason why someone is angry. I don't know. I've never been on one, but um, I, I do something that really helps with my rage levels, and that's capoeira. Oh, brilliant. Which quite often when I say that, people say, what is that? <laughs> um but so this is Brazilian martial arts slash dancing. Yes. Developed by slaves to hide the fact that they were fighting really or learning to fight. So yes. it's a discipline. Absolutely. Very spinny and kicky and wonderful, but also free and balanced and controlled. Isn't that brilliant? What a lovely thing. Yes. When it's done well, I mean, I quite often fall over, even though I've been doing it for like 15 years. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> I actually haven't done any for a little while because I'm injured, but... um I'll get back. But I, I absolutely love it. And I, I can feel my mental health declines when I'm not doing it. Wow. And I don't generally play it in an angry way. I no. Mean, most of us don't. It's releasing though. It's it is. releasing something. And that's, that's interesting too, isn't it? That getting something out of you that needs to be got out of you, expending some of that energy that we need to expend. Yes. That's that kind of energy that is latent in us somehow. Capoeira is a great outlet for rage because it is a fight yeah but we tend to play it as a game and there have been periods in capoeira where it's been much more aggressive other times when it's been much more acrobatic but in our particular group it is a friendly group and yeah people will kick crap out of each other and then have a massive hug at the end do they really oh yeah oh wow but it's it's rare for i mean i have seen someone be knocked out i have some seen someone's nose be broken <gasps> uh, <laughs> I've, been I've only ever the seen the. I've only ever seen the kind of capoeira which is avoiding contact. Yeah, we avoid a lot. That's what it's all about, really, avoiding. But you have to read the other person's body language really well and be fast and respond. And you know, accidents do happen, and sometimes we do get hurt, but not very often because mm. we're so good at getting out of the way. <laughs> that's a very good skill to have. Yeah, but there, it, it's a myth that it's non-contact. There is quite a lot, mm. but. Um, yeah, without it, I probably would be a bag of rage all day, every day. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, it's a martial art. So, um, yeah, and all martial arts are about the, the 
power of self-discipline absolutely and controlled i think it should be on national curriculum yeah makes people much less prone to aggression in day-to-day life i think brilliant thank you bit of electronica and berimbau there, the kind of instrument that's used for capoeira, from a live show by Ramiro Musotto, an Argentinian who's a big deal in Brazil. Huge thanks to Zoe for her courage and candor. If you'd like to have a look at her interior design services and workshops, you can find her at the gloriously named stylemongersofbristol.co.uk, which is well worth a look. The link is also in the text for this podcast. I must say, I'd be raging if I'd been fighting for a school place for my child for a year. I hope she gets a good one very soon. No emotion just happens out of nowhere. There's always a reason. Sometimes it's obvious, but at other times it may be somewhat opaque and hard to reach, possibly because of learned suppression. And if you can't immediately see the reason to be in a rage, there'll be shame too, because it seems unjustified. But there's always, always a cause. Learning to channel anger and rage healthily is a huge challenge, and it's brilliant that Zoe has found an outlet. When I was studying with author and social researcher Carla McLaren, it was such a liberating relief being able to explore emotions like anger, hatred and rage, not just as feelings to be avoided or shunned or feared, but as emotions of equal value to joy and contentment. It's so good to know that rage, although it is a wild emotion that can be terrifying and, of course, dangerous, can also be useful as well as justifiable. It carries wondrous protective and sometimes redemptive powers. As John Lydon of Public Image Limited so rightly says in the song Rise, anger is an energy. And as he also says, and until next time, may the road rise with you. Thanks for listening. 